What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Inside Dirt Show. We have got an in-studio guest tonight with Regan Duffy. We're going to get to him in a minute. It is uh, Thursday, the 4th of March. Race season's getting close. Um, always say there's more content coming, but we have actually had some website content getting moving. Uh, we had a uh, correspondent out at the Sunny States last weekend in Harvey Bay. With, uh, there's a photo gallery up right now on the website, and there'll be some editorial coming up soon, along with this podcast. So if you guys haven't yet, check out insidedirt.com.au, because we have that new platform moving, and uh, that is part of the content that we always promise you guys that will be coming. Uh, a lot of it's going to be on the website now, and with that in mind, um, it's been, I think, about six weeks since we did a podcast again, give or take. Uh, sorry about that, but uh, we're busy here at ID Media Group right now, so sometimes the pod takes a little bit of a backseat. But with that being said, welcome to the Inside Dirt Show with Joe Stevens. This episode, we're do, uh, doing an in-studio feature with Regan Duffy. Got to thank the sponsors real quick for 2021 on the Inside Dirt Show. This is being brought to you by Recoverate. Recoverate, expand on your body's ability to heal, recover, and achieve your personal best every time you hit the track. Make sure you look out for the Hydrate, which is the new product coming in the next few weeks. It is hydration, electrolytes, and performance in one dilutable um, supplement. And it is, I can tell you from personal experience, when you hit the track and it's hot and you're as unfit as I am nowadays, it's a really great thing to have in your gear bag. So make sure you guys look out for that. Follow Recoverate AU on socials, recoverate.com for more info. And I also want to give a shout out to our new partner for 2021. That is MX Wraps. Um, MX Raps are an established graphics company from South Australia, and these guys are making a push now onto the big stage nationwide. They have an incredible product in what we all know is a crowded space of graphics companies, um, quality products, amazing customer service, and the ordering process online is fantastic. Easy customization for any kit you want. See covers, graphics kits, jersey prints, and more. Check out mxraps.com.au for more info or hit me up personally. I'm using these guys' kits now. Um, had the new white on white kit on the 450 go on on the weekend and it's a, a pretty sweet setup. I'm stoked on those guys to be partnered with us. So with that out of the way, Regan Duffy, all the way from WA slash Wontaggy yeah. at the moment. Welcome. Thanks for coming in, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. All good, man. So uh, obviously you're in Vic right now doing the preseason deal. So that's how I wrangled you into our studio. Um, what's been going on? Not much, really. Just been riding my dirt bike a lot. Yeah. Um, and your cycle bike, Strava. Yeah, getting into a bit of that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, staying with the Townsend family, so Chris, Rani, Everin, Balin, and Lawson. Yep. Give them a shout out. They've uh, brought me and my girlfriend Jess into their home like family, so it's been awesome. They've uh, and for those that don't know, the Townsend's literally like you got one thaggy, the yep. street, and they live on the other side yeah, of the street. Yeah, yeah. like. Uh, when we train at Wonthaggy, we just ride our bike out the shed, across the road onto the track. Yeah, like, it's, that's so perfect. Yeah, it's, there's no packing up your van or any of that <laughs> shit. It's awesome. Different to uh, life in WA, I'm assuming, where you're kind of on the road a bit more and traveling to train. You know what? It's actually completely different other than Townsend's. WA, I've, I've got a bit of property at home and I've got four tracks at home and then Five minutes up the road is AJS, where they normally hold the nationals. Oh, okay, so scratch that. You just dialed. There's tracks everywhere in WA. Yeah, people, right. People go wrong a little bit there. Yeah. There's probably uh, four national level tracks within an hour. Wow. Of where I am. Okay. I'm in a pretty good spot. So, 
So where where are you based? Sorry, in WA, you're I'm probably like thirty five or forty minutes north of the city of Perth. Okay, yeah, so like Wanneroo area. Yeah, so yeah, that's where the nationals so, normally go. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a really great track to train yeah, at. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's tough. All right, well, we'll get to WA later. We'll chat about you know yep. where you came from and uh, and everything else. But um, let's chat to check my dates then let's chat 2021 real quick um obviously signing mx1 to race prime x and and supercross or yeah yeah both, both. okay yep. awesome so factory kdm yeah so you're the sole kdm guy you know the kdm group has gas yeah. gas husky and, and kato so obviously yeah. you're the the kdm rep for mx1 that's pretty yep. uh pretty awesome considering well you had a good deal last year with husky being yeah. with todd waters with but todd, yep. obviously that didn't eventuate to anything with COVID. Yeah, that was a bit disappointing really. Um I gotta spend a bit bit of time with Todd and Jill up in Burley Heads, which is a it's a nice part it's of the an world. amazing spot. Yeah, it was cool. You know, we did our training and then head down to the beach after or vice versa in the morning before training. So that was nice. But um yeah, COVID hit and we're we were just out at a track and then seen Facebook and it was like, they're going to close the borders to WA tomorrow. So literally packed my stuff up and uh, our mechanic, who's Todd's cousin, he drove me to the airport, dropped me off and that was it. Didn't, wow. Didn't see them again. So I only really got to spend a month with those guys. But Yeah, it happened real quick when uh, when it happened. Hey, yeah, it um, did. And I guess still living in WA, you had to get back as far I as did, your family yeah. And, yeah. and everything else. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't set up too well to be able to stay there the whole year really. you couldn't have, you couldn't have blagged it and just been like oh i couldn't get back and mum and dad oh, i'm gonna no. have to stay in burley sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it is a bloody good spot yeah it's somewhere where i could maybe see myself living in the future to be honest i think everyone i feel like every time you go anywhere near that part of the world you get off the plane you're like why do we live yeah you know i yeah. always wanted in victoria i don't know, I know. it's because you go to there in the winter for the for the races you know yeah. in, in in winter and you get off the plane and you're just like it's like Victoria's good weather. No. Their winter. <laughs> their their winter is better than anything down here. <laughs> yeah. It just smells better up there. The I don't know, yeah, the palm trees the trees and the beach and pretty crisp up there. Yeah. Crisp up there. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so obviously because you were MX two last year, that was the plan, right? That was the plan, yeah. But yeah. I didn't get to do any racing really. But mm. uh You won a state title in WA? Two, yeah. Two. I won. Sorry. That's, uh, <laughs> Sorry. So I actually went, that was my second year in a row of winning MX1 and two. Yeah. So I did that in my rookie year and then backed it up again, which was cool. Did but, you um, race the 125 at one point? I yeah. Know, or the 150, so, was it? Yeah. One of my best sponsors, I would say, just for close family friends and whatever, is Ant and Leanne from Berry Sweet. They're a strawberry farm back home. And Are they based in WA? They're ten minutes down the road from me. Right, they yeah. they help out a lot of guys they over do, the years. Yeah, yeah. are yeah. they just big moto enthusiasts? Well, Ant was actually a national quad bike champion and a really good dirt bike rider. He wow, grew okay. up with my dad racing. So, but uh, yeah, I said to Ant, like, I really want to ride a one hundred and fifty in MX two this year. What do you reckon? And he was like, All right, I'll buy you one. Let's do and it. And I was like, Fuck, really? <laughs> uh, are you sure? And yeah, he, he got me a 150 and then I raced uh, MX2 on that mm. and I ended up winning every moto. So yeah. it turned out to be a really good year. There was some killer Instagram footage going around of you yeah. just doing horrible things to that bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we got the final video before I gave it back and, and gave it to his nephew, the bike, right. um, with a buddy of mine, Mark Garrick, who's a really good filmer. And so we 
did some footage at Berry Sweet, like riding through the strawberry fields. And yeah, there's right. a little track there that um, myself and Aunt Sun Kyle have built. So we did some on that, which, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's nice. So obviously you didn't get it because obviously you won. We'll get to 2019, but you won MXD in, in 2019. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so now you've obviously, at the end of 19, you did MX3 at MX of Nations. I believe. Was it MX3? Yeah, open. Open, so basically. Open. And you rode the 450, yep. which we'll get to that as well. But you had some really good times and, and competitive results yeah. before it all went to shit with the rain, yeah. um, which obviously opened some eyes. And then Manjumump 2019, you went and smoked everyone on a 450, <laughs> right? Was that the case? Oh, I don't know about smoked everyone, but... I oh, he's being up. modest, yeah. From what I hear, it was a <laughs> bit of a smoke show, but... I uh, ended up getting the win, but... Yeah. Yeah, I messed um, up the shootout a little bit, but... Oh, well. Either way, it's obviously... Because you're 18, and we just had this conversation before we started, like, you, yeah. I feel like I haven't seen you for... Well, I probably wouldn't have seen you since Supercross 2019. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was in and out of the race line truck a lot, doing yep. some different things, and uh, and you were riding for those guys then, but you've grown yep. a lot since then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't really notice it. Shook, shook my hand down near broke the thing a minute ago. So, like, <laughs> I feel some. like you fit well on a 450, but for 18, like, I don't think people realize how young you are. Like, you're a rookie in MX1, but you're, you're pretty young too. Yeah, yeah. Um, born in 2002 so normally oh, when i say that people makes me get feel a little bit so shocked. old <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh no nah, i'm still super young and yeah i got a lot of time ahead of me so mm. the the 450 for 21 with kdm was that something you were pushing for or is it you know um, you obviously you ride the big bike really well yeah it's hard to make money not riding mx1 in australia like yeah. kind of I think you have to be set up in MX2. You have to improve yourself first and then maybe in the second or third year in MX2 is when sponsors can jump on board and teams have to pay you more money to get you back on their team. Yeah, but to be entitled to contention. Start, you know, there's not massive amounts of money available mm. for MX2, whereas every sponsor wants to be in the premier class and on their bikes, on their riders. So, But to be honest, it wasn't something that I really pushed for it sort of just came about okay like the opportunity um, presented itself and yeah 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 it uh there was actually like they asked me initially if i wanted to ride a gas gas yeah so i said i want to go back to ktm because i've pretty well done my whole career on that other than 2020 which i rode the husky for todd yeah um but yeah but it never was, really happened so it's kind of yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know it was a bit of a ride off that year other than State titles, of course, which mm. was good, but um, as in WA though, it doesn't count. Like it's it's like hey, another country. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's got a time difference in everything. Yeah, well, it's pretty fucking far away. Yeah, it's a long way. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, um, I'm only messing. WA peeps, don't be hating. Yeah. I'm only messing. <laughs> yeah, but um, got your boy here. I know you'll be getting fired up. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Other than that, really, I I said that I would really like to go back with KDM. You know, the the. The main one. Well, it's the premier brand in the yeah. group. It's hard to say, isn't it? Husky yeah, kind of has well, that premier allure, but I think yeah, I think the, KDM I think is still the that's brand. The push at the moment is mm. for Husky to be maybe number one. But yeah, um, for me, KDM will always be number one, just in the sense of it's the original. Yeah, it's the brand. Yeah, yeah. So it's called the KDM Group. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was really excited when I still had the option to choose there. So yeah, as you would know now, I went with KTM, and mm. I'm stoked about it. That's great. It's um, 
you know, because they announced their team not pretty late compared to others, but um, yeah. it, it was a little bit of a, uh, not a drawn out affair, but I guess post COVID and trying to figure out budgets and who's doing yeah. what. And, and uh, I'm pretty tight with Milner. Like it, it took a while to, um, you know, have Milner and everybody else announced with you guys that he yeah. was doing off road and, yeah. and whatnot. So um, would have obviously been a relief to get that done and, and be ready to go racing. Yeah. Well, we were talking about it for ages, but uh and another big thing that threw a spanner in the works was they wanted to do the release um, with the photo shoot, you know, do it properly. But yeah. with COVID, it just it kept, sort of ruined uh, it. But then, you know, they have to make the announcement. So yeah, it kept it popping just, its head up, didn't it? And like delaying everything yeah, again yeah. and again. Yeah. Um, did you get to do your own gear deal this year? Yeah, I did. What are you running? I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, I'm back with uh, Troy Lee. So cool. Johnny, Kent, all the guys at Lusty, which yep. I'm stoked about. They have awesome gear. And then back with Oakley through uh, Bo, which um, is the Oakley rep for Australia. He's unreal. You know, nice. you ask for one thing and he sends you 10. So he's a bloody legend and he always keeps me stocked up. So I really appreciate that. Nice. you got everything you need. Uh, that's a pretty sweet setup. Yeah. I so like it. what's the KDM team structure? Because obviously I've seen, you know, obviously Tanny's Gas Gas and he's got the, I th- is that a WP truck repurposed for Gas Gas? I don't know. I couldn't but tell you to be honest. I know possibly. that there's a Gas yeah. Gas truck and it kind of looks like the WP truck used yeah. to, I think. Yeah. So do you have a rig, like the KDM rig that was the yeah, factory well, team? Or? From what I know, they still have their truck that they had when... Because obviously they, it was outhoused for a while with um, Raceline, Line, yeah. uh, you know, contracted out. Now it's back in. Yeah. So they so kept all those assets. I think they still have everything, you know. Um, I guess they kept it there just in case, which... Which is, it is it's what happened. it is, yeah. So, so do you know your mechanic and team structure and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mick Carusi, who's also... Milner's mechanic. Oh, he's okay. going to go pull double uh, duty to, to and from. So nice. he's got a big gear ahead, but he'll be busy. Yeah, he's a super nice guy. So I actually did uh, testing yesterday at PBI Ride Farm with him and um, fuck, he's going to kill me. <laughs> I've had a mind blank. Um, uh, Jordy, Jordy, yeah. God, sorry, Jordy, if you listen to this, we'll, uh, we'll cut that and, bit out. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, so I did a test day with uh, Mick and Jordy, and yeah, they're awesome. I got to work with them, and um, yeah, they helped me out. We don't have, uh, we haven't done any major testing yet. It was more just for the feeling of the bike yesterday. You yeah, know, pegs, bars, grips, stuff like that, just like, to get me like kind like, of rider control stuff. Yeah, just yeah. comfortable, sort of a base setting, and then. I've already done uh, a big testing day with Gilesy from Choice Suspension. Yeah, I saw that. So is yeah. that? Um, so I know that's Milner's go-to. Yeah. Um, is that a team deal or is that personal preference? Personal or? preference. Yeah. 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 So we got to choose that as well. I know Milner speaks crazy high of him. Yeah. As far as what he does on his yeah. program. Yeah. So I think you know we had the choice to choose like KDM sorted out, but they said you know if you have someone that you're really comfortable with then just go with that try that and uh that's actually, cool that it seems like you've got a factory ride but they're letting you you it's know it's good put, yeah put parts of your own program yeah, together which doesn't always happen in australia a lot of teams yeah. are like nah it's it's this this and this Set and this that's way, what that's it is you're doing it yeah yeah it's, it's really flexible which is good so i hadn't used Jalzy for a number of years but straight away as soon as i got back onto it i was like fuck it's pretty good. So you had used them in like back in the day? I had, yeah. yeah. Juniors. Yeah. So uh, Raceline had their own setup and then Todd had his own setup yeah. with MPE. So yeah. It's funny, isn't it, how you can not ride a technician's product for years? Yeah. 
and then you jump back on it and it just feels like going home if yep. that's your guy yeah like yep they know what they're doing yeah <laughs> it's uh i got my guy spmx and I, he's been doing my stuff forever yep. um not that i've at your caliber but same yep. deal like you can jump on and i can have him do any color bike yeah if i'm testing something if i've got yep. a new bike for myself i just know it's a couple clicks here a couple faster there duh, duh, yeah, and yeah. I just that's my setting and it's Comfy, like good yep. to go yeah it's, it's a big good. thing for comfort yeah especially when you guys are going as fast as you are like it's yeah definitely uh a good thing to have in the back of your head that you can trust what you're on yeah i think people tend to forget that all riders are different mm. and like you know i think a lot of people um they say you know this is going to be good because this guy runs it mm. but i'm not that guy i'm <laughs> me so i need to run it how i want it to be set up so yeah i think it's really good that i got the chance to do that and I think it's good you have that awareness because a lot of guys your age, like I keep saying, you're only 18. Yeah. It can be easy to get led, not led astray, but it's like, oh, oh you want me to sure. run that? Yeah, yeah, well, I'll run that. Like, led astray is how you would put it, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's just the, the nature of the industry, unfortunately. Yeah, like, but... Teams have got people to keep happy or whatever it is. You're always going to learn like that regardless, you know, even if you don't get to do it yourself and you do it their way, you you are going to learn in the end, you know... um, for me... Or you learn what you like or you don't like, right? Yeah. For me, Nations was like such a last minute thing. Mm. And I ended up having to run Ferris's suspension, like just because we didn't have time. That's right. all it was. And he had two sets getting sent over. So yeah, I got to run that and you know it was good, but it, it wasn't for me and I didn't feel comfortable. But what can you do in that situation? Yeah, you can't say no to the opportunity. Well, um, yeah, I'm not, you know... Well, I'm different. I say stock forks and shock. I can ride them just as fast, but yeah, you know, you're not, you don't want to go to a top level race like that and not have the best equipment possible. Yeah, it's hard though, isn't it? Like I don't know. I've ridden, I've ridden a lot of aftermarket and and oversize and a kit and whatever you call it, and I've tested some, you know, some pretty high level factory bikes over the years. But yep. I guess it's it's tough to say. Like I know my where I'm at now, like been a long time retired from going fast or doing anything yeah. and I was never at the pro level you guys were at but the rigidity of a kit and oversize suspension yeah. you number one you really need to be at a elite fitness level to make it yeah. work like you can bomb it for a couple of laps but that stuff is going to be rigid from lap one to yeah you know all the way to the end and then um you know I've I've owned race teams in the past where we've we've gone a certain way with suspension and and I've tested bikes halfway through the season and we've gone back to OEM suspension, OEM clamps, yeah. triple clamps, bar mounts, OEM bars, OEM throttle tubes, like yeah. just trying to get rid of that yeah. rigid feeling. You so know? many times you can just overdo it. And Have you me, like experienced that? Or For me, the first ever time I got a set of cone valves was like a shock to the system. You know, I yeah. was only 14 or 15. Because being a part of KDM at a young age, they would be pushing the top product yeah. to you. They you would know? like you to run it. Yeah, you know? but uh, yeah, I was like, "Holy shit, this stuff is hard." Mm. Like, I I really can't ride with it. But it's just going that next level fast is where it's like then, feel it, safe. then it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely not for comfort. It's for yeah, safety. I High think speed is what you, and yeah, safety. Yeah, but you got to be going that speed um for it to work at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's good again. Good you're aware because a lot of a lot of younger guys like they they can't test or um, nah. they couldn't really tell you what they yeah what they like on the bike or yeah you know they no, say I'm almost not, my I'm setups not great, but i have sort of an idea an awareness yeah 
I think you, I think you're better than right. what you're saying, but yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's um, – you brought up Nation, so let's talk about that before we go further back. So obviously you get the opportunity to go. Yep. I can't really remember how it came about because it was 19 um, – Todd – hold up, 2019. So who gets the MX1 title over here? Todd, right? Todd, and then Todd says that uh, let's give some younger guys a chance because there's a lot of young dudes that are That's going right. really fast right now. That's so right. I was trying was to figure out. pretty cool of him to give up that opportunity. Mm. And then um, – yeah, so I th- think that's when Webster got his spot, yeah, possibly, or maybe Ferris took Todd's spot because I think there was a little bit of something there where Todd was like, "Well, I've just given up my ride, but now Dean's just taking it." Right, right. He wanted it to be a younger guy so we could get experience for the future. Mm. But regardless of that, it ended up coming down to um, I had nominated for it, yeah. and I was you know, in the draw for it, but it ended up being Mitch got picked over me, which is, I knew it would happen, but yeah. I was just there in case. And then... Because he'd had that fourth year with Raceline where he got third in the championship that year, right? Yeah, a second, I believe. Second, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and then uh, Mitch ended up getting hurt. And then um, I remember uh, someone close to uh, Luxich called me and... Uh, text me and was like, can I have your number? And I was just like, I'm in. Like, <laughs> I was working at the farm with dad and I was, so like, like, I was, in the off season. I was like, I'm going to Nations. Like, yeah. That's it. And then... Throw um, the work down. I'm out. <laughs> Luxich called me and he's like, how you going, Regan? I was like, good. <laughs> <laughs> just give it to me straight. And he's like, uh, yeah, I've got something to talk to you about. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, uh, right, do you? And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> and like I'll do it and he was like right cool alright we're on and then yeah it was pretty much that was it that's how it sort of came about and uh, fuck I only had two weeks of training before I wasn't you know I was still training hard but I wasn't training how I should have been not to prepare for that event no. all the team had been announced and everything I was like you know there's it's a off very minimal now. chance that one of these guys is going to get hurt so that was before Supercross right because Yep. Then you missed the first couple of rounds of 2019 Supercross. No, no, I still did them, but... Oh, then you went. I had like... No, no. It, Nations was before Supercross, so... That's right. I'm trying to remember I the timeline. I had like two weeks before Nations, and I just went and rode like dog shit, white sand, rough tracks in WA, like yeah. bush tracks that are just... Bombed out to... So rough. It's like unbelievable. Mm. Your guys over here would probably drown in the sand. Yeah, oh, okay. we got a dial over there. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> but, um, East Coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did that and then we went to Nations. All that happened, we'll get back to that. And um, then I came back for Supercross and I only had like two or three weeks to learn how to ride Supercross. That's right, yeah. And I had never really done it before. Like I had a little half-assed track at home that I'd sort of messed together. around on. but. Yeah. It was like I was 40% going into round one of what I could well, have done. We've chatted about this on other shows when I had you on during Supercross and that, but you got your, your learning curve was so steep and yeah. you got progressively better yeah. real quick. Um, but yeah, that, that was impressive that year. But all right, so let's get back to Nations. You get the call. Um, obviously, it comes together. You've just been pounding motos in the heat in WA at that time yeah. of the year, and then you jump on a plane and go to Assen, and it's – yeah. It's in a, a um, it's in the race stadium, the the race uh, the yeah, MotoGP the stadium, MotoGP, yeah. and they import sand. It's like directly across the road from it, and I think it's just dug out. I didn't 
actually get over and have a look, but I think it's just dug out of a massive hole. Yeah. So then <laughs> and they just, they bring just it in and dump it along the track and it's, you know, when you have fresh dirt, it's fluffy. Yeah. So it's just Full of air pockets. And, and, yeah. And then with like 100 mil of rain in an hour, yeah, I don't that, know how much. Was, don't uh, hold me to that. But there it was, was a lot. You a stupid tell. amount of rain. Like it was crazy. And then you've only got a meter or maybe two meters of height off the tarmac of sand. So the water just like hits the bottom and that's it. So yeah. it's just like slosh all the way. It through. just looked like that part of the beach where the water meets the sand, and it's like that soup <laughs> that when that you stand the whole track. in it. Yeah. If anyone's like, ridden on a beach and then they've just been riding along and then just like sunk and nearly ate shit, that's the whole track. Yeah, just full of water and air. It just moves as you walk on it. Yeah, but yeah. then somehow all the up ramps are like concrete ruts <laughs> oh, right next to each so other. So you hit them sideways and then get cross Fully sideways and then just train track up this jump. So the weekend, obviously, um, qualifying times and the qualifying race was where you made sort of the biggest noise. Yeah. Um, take us through that. Um, well, we had like practice and everything, which was, you know, the track was fine. And then uh, – um, what did I want to do? I wanted to go and practice some grid starts because I'd never done one before. That's right, on the mesh. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, because it started raining by now and this is before our qualifying race Yeah. Um, for my class, which is like MX Open. And they were like, uh, sorry, but like your... No can do. Your bike is going to get too hot. This track is way too heavy right now. We don't... We can't afford to practice starts just in case your bike... Doesn't make it. Yeah. So were you, who, what team ran you over there? Like obviously you were Team Australia, but what was the infrastructure? It was some new team that hadn't actually started yet and they just bought their truck and sticked it up and it was like this uh, old guy. I'm sorry, I'm not not even going to remember it. But yeah, Yeah. so Team Australia got to rent the truck off them. I think he actually, he gave us the truck. He gave us everything for free for the weekend. Yeah, right. I think we had to buy him beer. Something like that. Standard, something standard along, European deal. Something along those <laughs> lines. But it was a, a really nice setup. They had the full kitchen in the truck and then the workshop. Nice. And then um, I had Baggett's mechanic at the time, Austin Kent, who came over with Burner right. to be my mechanic. I was Burner was team manager. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was sort of the setup there. So we had a good setup, but we were actually sort of in a drain pipe at the very back of the pit so our thing was flooded Team Australia getting looked after <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah everyone else was it looked like everything was flooded by the end of that event but um, yeah it was tough so yeah like I said the um, I just remember there was all of a sudden all this Duffy hype that you'd put some crazy times down and then yeah. you ran up front in the in the um, the qualifying race for MX yeah. Open um and the track was only, it was a mudder, but it wasn't yeah, swamped it was, out. It was right? actually really good. Like if the whole weekend was like that, I would have been stoked. It was, you know, there was no puddles. It was just a little bit heavy here and there. But other than that, it was really nice sand. And for you to run, so you finished sixth in the qualifier, yeah. but you were running top three, right? Yeah, well, I ended up just getting this unreal start. I could have got the whole shot, but I sort of bitched out of the first turn a little bit. It's not like sweeping right-hander, yeah? Yeah, some, some guys got a better, like, sweep than me. So, But I got a super good jump, and the two guys next to me got a terrible start. So I was just on my own. Just shifting gears. Yeah, and, and yeah. I was just swinging off the back of the thing. And then I was running third oh, to Bogers and some other guy for, like, three laps maybe. Yeah. And, like, I was comfortable. You know, I'd sort of shaken the nerves by then. 
and I was just sort of getting into a groove and nice. I felt like I had a lot more left in me and I I was like, yep, I'm going to start like putting it down and try to hunt these guys down. And then I sort of, there was this inside hump and then you turn left slightly and I straight lined it, like just got a little bit loose and accidentally jumped it weird and they have like, instead of tough blocks, they they build like sand barriers on the sides of the track. Yeah, right. So I've jumped straight <laughs> under the top of a sand barrier, sunk straight over the bars, flat on my back, thousands of people yelling at me that I've just crashed in front of. <laughs> and then uh, scrambled back to my bike and I got up in sixth and, yeah, I ended up, uh, you know, charging still when I ended up sixth still. So it wasn't too bad of a result. Well, I think then the Europeans would know this is that um, if, if the sand was heavy – but not like a mudder. Yeah. That's what those MXGP guys ride yeah. 24-7. So yeah. for you to run up front, even if it was MX Open, like I know you're not against the MX1 guys, but there's yeah. a lot of fast guys that bump up into the open class for the nations. Yeah, for so sure. So if you're running, you know, up front in that class, that that is there. Because I remember guys in America talking about the results. Like mm. it was a, it yeah, word got sure. out pretty quick. Pretty sure Pulp said yeah, something saying, about it. It was, so. it was Pulp, you, you know, and yeah. they don't really take any notice of anyone outside of nah, America. So for them to mention, yeah. and I heard your name specifically, yeah, it was like, wow, okay. Yeah, like, actually, um, the MX Vice did a poll after it, most impressive rider of the nations, and I won. I was like 48%. Really? And there was like hurlings, cold off, everyone in there. Wow. Like I got a mad amount of votes safe to say you were on the radar then after yeah after that yeah so that was pretty cool i was stoked with that but then yeah come to the motos and i i got a super bad start in the first one i think i come from maybe like 29th or something like that and yeah i rode up to 11th and then i just just ran out of time really i wasn't i mean dude you can't even judge anything on the you know no it, it it is hard like that's like I wasn't tired because I was riding like so slowly to just get around the track without yeah. crashing, and yeah, it was it was tough. Like I remember blowing straight by Zach Osborne through these rollers, like just blew his doors off, yeah, and then just crashed at the end of the rollers, <laughs> and I was just like, all I want to do is beat America. <laughs> but then you know he's gone. By the time I pick my bike up out of the mud, and I've got muddy grips, like yeah. goggles are torn off. So can't see, can't move. Yeah, 11th wasn't too bad. It wasn't where I'd want to be. But, and then, yeah, the second moto came around and I got an even worse start and I was coming through and I think I got up to about 13th and uh, um, some of the guys said after the race, I was catching like Paul in and stuff mm. by three seconds a lap. Wow. And they were, I think like I was on pace to catch up to sixth if I kept going the way I was. Yeah. So, you know, not bad from that far back. Um, and that was MX1 and Open combined, I think that one was. So, you know, the best really. And, uh, yeah, my bike just let go. I just uh, couldn't handle it. Yeah, a lot did. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I remember just being like, fuck, like just so upset about it on the side of the track. And then I pushed my bike off. And I like start walking back to the pits and I just started laughing. I was like, that's the sickest thing I've ever done. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, I, I was going to say like the pride and the um, this surreal feeling. Like yeah. you see go by Osborne or, yeah. you know, you're racing the best guys in the world on, on that track and, and, yeah. and you're so young still. It would be, I'd like to say you're not uh, like, 
the allure of it hasn't wore off yet. You know, it's still like, oh, yeah. that's that. Yeah. You know, yeah oh, like Osborne sure. or that's Caroli or Hurlings or but, whatever it is. Yeah. But like, you know, Obviously. that was the first time I've ever had a shit race where I've like blown up my bike or something, started walking off the track and just been like, a, a grin ear to ear yeah. just like wow I just did that like because it's a such a I don't think people realise how sick the atmosphere is in Europe oh like ridiculous. the MXGPs is, it's a completely different world to anything you'd experience yeah. like you know obviously I come from the UK so like I've been to plenty of MX nations yeah. and, and stuff and, and that that vibe is yeah you know well I remember sitting on the start line just being like it was pissing down rain and I was like wow this sucks and then I was just sort of in the zone, couldn't hear anything around me because I was just thinking. And then I just like looked up to the grandstands and there's like honestly thousands of people, yeah. smoke bombs. One guy had a train horn, he was winding up, <laughs> yeah. air horns, chainsaws. It's just nuts. They're just so into it. And it just made me appreciate it a whole lot more when I seen them fans yeah. just loving it in the bad conditions. Just take it all in for a second before the, the whistle goes and yeah. you got to start your bike up, yeah. right? That's yeah, so for cool. Sure. Um, so I've asked you this before and I know it was an awkward question, but obviously that was 19 and then you signed in Australia for 20 before COVID. So like yep. your intention was to do MX2 here again. Mm-hmm. And then you've signed MX1 for 21. Yeah. Now clearly there would have been interest from MXGP and, and maybe even America mm. for you to go race overseas. <laughs> 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 I know, I know. Bear with me. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you don't got to say specifics. No, that's fine. We know this, but... Um, but you're still here. Yeah. You know, you're still in Australia. You're still racing domestically. Yeah. So we'll skip the stuff politically, you know, you, you don't need to talk about, but, um, is this a career plan that you want to stay here for a certain amount of time? Do you want to go overseas? Like, where are you um, at with that? Yeah. It's not really a plan to be honest, but okay. I'm glad I am here. Right. I think we're in the best spot we can be. Mm-hmm. Europe's been delayed, which it sucks for them. Um, America's getting by, but I don't know. I just don't think they care. So they're just going to keep going yeah. as is. But uh, um, for me, the last year or two, I've sort of been set on going to Europe first. Right. Um, like friends of mine, Jed Beaton, yep. you know, he's done it. And uh, obviously um, past heroes of mine, like Jeff Leask, he went to Europe. And uh, it's something that I've been really interested in recently. Um, a lot of kids my age and pretty much everyone to be honest they've been like america is their idols growing up ricky carmichael yeah all that but i was the stefan evitz kid like my dad would be like yeah you can go on the computer if you're if you're only watching stefan evitz on youtube like <laughs> it's a good way to brainwash your kid yeah. yeah yeah but you know like i just tried to replicate his style because it's like what i had seen like i just used to watch the and same video of stefan evitz riding at this shitty quarry track yeah it's like a minute and a half long video and I would have watched that like a thousand times and I just it just never got old to me there was something about him like never revved his bike two feet on the pegs everywhere and I was yeah. like that's who I want to be and you 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 stand up a lot yeah and you do now you say it you do have a pretty similar style to it but yeah. it's like you're always head over the bars yeah you know you roll your wrists a lot you're getting yeah. taller I mean I remember watching you ride a 125 as a junior and and obviously you rode the the life out of the thing but yeah uh, you couldn't be as smooth as Everts on a 125, oh, but you no made chance. it. You definitely have a lot of rolling speed and that yeah. technique. Um, yeah, it's interesting you say that because, yeah, a lot of guys are in love with America and that's where they want to go. Yeah. Um, 
I guess the only counter, I think I've asked you this before as well, is that you're a good Supercross rider. So it's like MXGP versus Supercross. Yeah. It's honestly, um, 2019 Supercross is the thing that was a massive spanner in the works for me of where I want (laughs) to go. Oh shit, I can ride Supercross too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never done it before. And like I'd, I'd been set that whole year. I was like, I want to go to Europe. I'd stayed with Jed a little while when he was home and, we spoke a lot about it and what it's like and what I need to do to be there. And I was like, yep, all right. Like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try to do that. And, um, yeah, then I did Supercross and I started doing reasonably well at it. And, like, even, like, recently at training days, we're talking and, like, all the boys are talking we're just like, fuck, can't wait to start training for Supercross, hey? Like, mm. it's so fun. Deadly, but it's fun. Yeah, that that's the catch. And, yeah. I mean, to follow up on what we're talking about here, like, my, my opinion is, is – um, I think what you're doing is really smart because you see Caleb Ward, you see Jay Wilson, you see Luke yeah. Stike, like everyone that's gone to Europe to go, like they've won a title or whatever it was. And they're like, all right, this is my chance. And they're they're And I'm not speaking out of term, not to offend anybody, but they're on some B rate Italian team. Yeah. Support, you know, a private privateer program yeah. funded God knows how. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it never ends well. You yeah. know, they get injured, their bikes are shit. They come home early and and you've seen, you know, like really, Stike never really recovered in moto as far as like he's yeah. doing great in AORC, but that was yeah. kind of he never rebounded again. Yeah, you know, Caleb never really rebounded again. Jay yeah. was his career was almost over after yeah. his trip to Europe. Like it's worked for Jed. Like you look at Bailey and Nathan, it's just horrible timing with COVID. They yeah. they had a good crack at it, but you really, to me, I think you get one shot at it. Like no one goes and comes back and then goes again yeah it's like you either go and it works like jed you know he did enough every year to improve and he's done amazing over there Mm -hmm. and probably has a legitimate shot at a world title um, this year you know um or you don't and and if it doesn't work out that you know they're never going to say oh we'll give him a second chance like that doesn't happen you got to prove yourself first and you know i owe that all to my dad to be honest with you i would already be overseas by now if it wasn't for my dad and Who knows what situation I would be in. Um, but you you need that. And I think that's great that your dad has that, that vision for you. Yeah. I don't know if it's a long-term plan, but he yeah. obviously wants to do the right thing and make yeah. the best decisions for you. So that's, that's yeah, really people, good. Uh, people really underestimate my dad, you know, teams-wise. Like, yeah. he's a really smart guy with motocross and in the industry. Like, a lot of the time he'll uh, sit back and he learns everything. But, you know, when he wants to have his say, he's pretty straightforward, yeah. as you would have heard. I've heard he has opinions. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he he doesn't mess around. He says it how it is. And um, But, look, I, 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 I got kids now. I get it. Yeah. You know, before you, you know, oh, crazy moto parents, you know, yeah. you hear it in the pits. But yeah. if you've got to speak up for what you think is right for your kid, like, I yeah. wouldn't hesitate now. You know what I mean? Oh, like it changes sure. everything. Yeah. And that's that you're his, you're his son out there. Mm. You know and I mean? as I get older, I realize that like mm. seeing people like you just listed what they've done. Yeah. And I could have been in that boat very easily, mm. but my dad's held me back here. And you know, you say Jed has gone over and done it, but Jed did multiple years here he before did. he left. He did. Whereas I think he was four seasons in before he went, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe more. Yeah. yeah. And you know, some some of the people that have gone haven't quite done that. So I think it's possibly, not to discount what they haven't done. It, from what I was saying, I don't want people to take that the wrong oh, way, no, but no. like that's the reality of it. The, all the people you said just then are world class riders, mm. whether they ride now or not. Like 
the unbelievable riders they just it just didn't go the at the timing right time didn't possibly work. or just a bit of bad luck but yeah i've seen all of them people in action and they're incredible so and and that's the thing right you're 18 so 23 is the mx2 cutoff yep even if you went in two years at 20 21 yeah you've still got more than enough time to oh if you can't make it work in three years i can go home <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's it so there you go but that's that's dad's attitude coming out of me but yeah that's well, it's, it though. it's the know. truth like and yeah. I, I you know people say oh the 23 year old thing kind of ruins ruins it's like no if if you, you're right mm. if you go pro at 18 19 and you're 23 by the time you finish mx2 and yeah. you haven't made a dent like it's yeah probably not gonna happen yeah that's it you know in some cases of course it might have worked but um for me i would like to be able to have a learning year or possibly two learning years and then go for a title. Mm. Like that's the ideal situation for me. Of course, you're not going to go over there and win straight away. Like not many people have ever been able to do that, but mm. yeah, I'll take a, I think with your learning, your like uh, your learning curve, how quickly you learn. Like I watched, cause like I said, I was involved with race line that year as a team. Yeah. Um, so I watched you really closely and like yeah. watching you go from round one to round five at Oz X and, and going from figuring it out to legitimately almost being a podium contender. Yeah. Where'd you get in that last round? Like fifth? Fifth. Yeah. And fifth. Jet Lawrence got fourth. Yeah. So. And, I, and I, you know, block passing Chris Blos and, <laughs> and stuff like that. And, yeah. And I was just like, wow, like this kid, this, you know, this kid, you're young, yeah. he was 17 back then, you yeah. know, and. And it, had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, and it makes you a fan of you because it's like, fuck, wait till he actually figures this stuff out yeah, with experience. It, does, it does annoy me that I didn't get the time that I would have liked. But on the other hand, this year, I should have a good preseason before it, if all goes well. So mm. I'm really looking forward to stepping up to the 450. I went home after Supercross in 2019 and I kept riding Supercross for a month or two after that. Just to keep riding it. Just get used to it and like... When I left for Supercross, I got a, a friend down the road, James Brown, to build me these set of whoops and, like, ridiculous. Like, the ones, the whoops at Wollongong, they're, like, twice as big as them. Yeah, right. And they were nuts. And I couldn't even roll through these things without crashing. Yeah. Or nearly crashing. And then I came home from that season of Supercross and just hit them wide open on my 450. Yeah, like, right. Didn't even hesitate. And I was like, fuck. If I rode like this at round one, you know, I yeah, could have been it, a podium guy. Who but, knows? you know, it, you got through your rookie season, turned some heads and stayed healthy. That's a pretty, um, yeah. you couldn't ask for too much more than yeah, that. Yeah, it's know? hard when you're a racer. You put your helmet on, you want to go out and win. But I had to really just take a step back and say, like, this is a learning year. Yeah. I need to do that. So many people go, you know, super cross and they get hurt. And yeah. it, it, it affects everything. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, you want to do MXGP, but you're good at Supercross. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know. Chad Reid went to Europe and then he did. went to America. So, it worked out for him, and I'm sure that guy's well, pretty Hunter well off. And Hunter and, uh, and Jet, and Jet yeah. did the same thing as yeah. well, right? Yeah, exactly. So, it's a, a pretty good path, I would say. No, I agree. I think you're doing it the right way. Your dad's a smart man when it yeah. comes to the influence he's having on your decision-making. And... um yeah, well, that that concludes uh, the the MXN. Sorry, the, yeah, the MXN Nations and the, yeah. the MXGP talk. So, yeah. um, obviously, you're, you're pretty young, so there's not a whole like career to talk about. But yeah. um, from WA, so I kind of first remember you 
Jeez, I'd say 14. I can't remember the year. Were you helping out like Liam Andrews or something? Nah, nah, nah. Well, I was always coaching. So I was always at like junior nationals and, and yeah. different things like that. And uh, might have been 16. Did you used to commentate? Oh, I commentated. Um, I'm thinking of Todd Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> he was oh, Todd. Out. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he used to manage. Um, Sorry. No, that's all good. <laughs> Todd's a good dude. Yeah, and no. he's a lot younger than me. You can, com- you know, you confuse yeah. the two. <laughs> no, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he is. We used to do the TV together for um, MX Nationals yeah. back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah. Todd used to manage the WBR Junior Race Team. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I have a drink? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you don't got to ask, bro. I just don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Donnell's losing it over there. <laughs> um. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. So I think maybe 2016 Junior Aussies is when I first remember Remark. Were you Red at that Marks. one? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I got my ass handed to me that year. By who? Mason Simmons and Reese Bud. That's right. You yeah. did. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say you got your ass handed to you. You were in the battle, right? Uh, I was, but I just, you know, my <laughs> another thing with my dad, he said to me, coming up to the Nationals, I wasn't training. I wasn't doing anything. You know, I was killing it in WA so I was like no I'll be fine yeah thinking you're all and that and he yeah. was like you know you're gonna get smoked if you don't train mm. and I was like yeah yeah dad whatever <laughs> and I went there and them two boys were just yeah they were solid you mm. know good starts and then just keep going consistent lap times whereas I would be like up and down had one really fast lap here then mess up there so you were in the younger 250 group then right yeah 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 so it was all like you know Norton, Dice, Grothews and stuff. Yeah. And the older and then... Grothews, he's another WA kid, eh? Yeah. Is he close to you? Is in... Yeah. Do you, yeah? Do you know Caleb that yeah, well? Yeah, really well, actually. Yeah. I've sort of um, he's got back in touch with him more uh, last year and stuff since he come home from Europe, so... He's a good... Um, double knee surgery. Yeah. I, I, I messaged him the other day, I said I could get you on the pod because mm. he's been doing the EMX 250 over there, right? Yeah. And I don't People think anyone forget about him. Anyone knows what he's up to. Like yeah. he had a full season in, in MXGP. Yeah, yeah. He's um, God, the talent is ridiculous. You know, a l- he rips. Not, he just the injuries. He had of, uh, yeah, pretty pretty f- serious injury. Mm. He, he lost a couple fingers. Um, where he went uh, to Europe when he was younger, and that's then, right. Yeah, he's got the hand strap thing, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know if he still it's, uses that. No, nah, not anymore. I don't know. I think he just goes through it. <laughs> yeah, but, um, he had like a thumb thing, like yeah. a thumb strap. Yeah, I don't know. I never asked I him about it, but I just it. remember staring at it like, what in the world is yeah. that? But, but um, yeah, he uh, he took a bit of time off, and then he came back, and yeah, it just didn't quite work out the way he would have liked, but just a couple bad injuries here and there, like with his knees and stuff like that, really held him back, but... Mm. Is he yeah. going to have another crack at it, or is he... Not too sure, to be honest. Looks like he's working civilian life right now. He but is, yeah, with a with actually a close friend of mine, so... Yeah, right. Yeah, he's just doing that for now, and then I guess he's just going to see where it goes, but... Gotta yeah, get that kid's got first. some stories. He would be cool to yeah, listen to. Yeah, he his. would. He looks like he's done it more the privateer way in Europe with He's done team. it the hard way. Yeah. Like, when you listen to it, you're like, fuck. Like, driving like, around, building his own bikes, and... A gritty person. Very gritty. That's rad, man. There's not enough kids like that nowadays, but... No, hard um, worker. So, yeah, obviously, you came up, of you know, you were a pretty high-profile junior the whole way through. To an extent, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I commentated the 2018 Junior Nationals at 
Penguin. Penguin. Yep. And you got the win that year. Yeah. And that was your, you know, the end of your junior career. So yeah, ended it on. A oh, bit of a, you ended up on the scrub of death as well. Yeah. The scrub of death. Yeah. Well, but surely uh, that's what it needs to be referred to. Oh yeah, I nearly died. So Are you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, seen so, that. So um. <laughs> Yeah, we should insert that into this clip. So <laughs> let's talk about that. So I just remember being on the hill commentating and then I was, oh my God, and yeah, that was yeah. it. Like you're just flying through the air. and Yeah, so what happened is I was actually- You were like, coming through from a crash or something, right? Yeah, I was killing it all week. I was riding really well, but um, I got a bad start or something and then had a tip over and I, I was trying to get from- probably 15th to first in half a lap the way I was riding. Yeah, I think so that's just, right. <laughs> just riding like a maniac like I did in juniors yep. a lot of the time, which um, every junior nationals, it seemed to bring me undone because mm-hmm. I'd... Just getting way too excited. Yeah, just trying to be James Stewart and <laughs> scrubbing to the bars hit and all that good stuff, but... You scrub some dishes on that one, tell you what. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was coming through and I was just dicing everyone up and then... I think I was trying to pass into fifth at that point, and yeah. that's like a lap or two in. And, uh, yeah, I just scrubbed the shit out of it. And then I, everyone thinks I clipped my peg, but I actually clipped my boot yeah. on the very top of the up ramp. Right. And then it just, like, ripped my leg straight off the back. And then I've got this thing where I can't let go of the bars when I crash. Right. I've never learned to let go. So I just rode that thing to the ground. So you help, I couldn't – even when the video would look, because you're full kiss of death – <laughs> like yeah. as you disappear over the landing yeah and yeah. i thought you would have front flipped and let go no? well i sort of did at the very <laughs> last second because i was going to land on my head yeah but um yeah like I, I wrote it like full superman all the way 12 o'clock, <laughs> and then just let go at the last second and landed flat on my back in hard clay ruts yeah because the jump wasn't huge it would have been 40 foot and yeah. you would have gone over the, the downside to the flat oh, like yeah like way to the flat half of it again and that clay was like concrete yeah yeah so that would have felt good really really hurt me yeah but i just remember laying in bed that night and just i shut my eyes in one position i woke up i was in the exact <laughs> same position and i was just like i was too sore to even move in my sleep dude and then you still had to go out because obviously you lost the 125 title after that yep. but you yep. still had to go out and win the yeah I, and like the ferguson next morning i think i won the 250 title yeah because ferguson and uh um, who's the Ty other Jones. kid? Ty, like they probably weren't quite on your level, but they they didn't make it easy for you. Oh, like, not at all. They gave I had you a to ride at a hundred percent for sure, but I did have a little bit of an edge on them. Yeah, but um, because like Noel would get the start most yeah. races, like yeah. he would take it to you every yeah, gauge. He's drop. really light, so he yeah, would go straight to the front, and then I might have to work through a little bit on the one two five, but mm. two fifty, I had it pretty good. Mm. Just powder weight was. In my favour then, I think Noah might have been a little bit light at the time. But um, it actually turned out that I went out for the next 125 moto because I finished that race that I had the crash in. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. I just rolled around and I still could have got third right. if I won the next moto. And I was I got the whole shot or something and I was leading it and then my spark plug snapped. That's right. You just it was the corner by the um the first corner, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and yep. you just stopped in the rut. Yeah. Yeah. And I I remember just like pushing my bike and yelling at dad cuz he had like changed <laughs> the jetting or something. You weren't laughing that time. <laughs> no. Nah. Nah. And I was like, "Look what you've done. You've cost me this." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, sorry, mate." Like and my dad never says sorry to me cuz he's normally like he knows what's going on. Yeah. 
And then, like, we found out it was a spark plug. I felt so bad. He was just going off at dad. Yeah. But, oh, emotions. Yeah, so emotions out, run high when it that turned stuff out happens. that wasn't going to be my title, regardless. Whether it or wasn't, not that was wasn't yours the to crash, win. but I don't think it was going to happen. So uh, it hasn't held you back. I don't think everyone gets so caught up with junior titles. Like, yeah. like honestly, my opinion now with the sport, especially in Australia, it might not be the same in in Europe or or America, but doesn't really mean shit anymore juniors like no. you used to you know you've been one to carry a contract through but you won as yeah. in you went you know straight into mxd on a team kdm ride because you won yeah. for them in juniors and and you've kept that ride all the way through yeah. but you also won an mxd title in your first year you were favorite for mx2 if yeah. you'd have raced in your first year realistically i think if you're factoring into the, the conversation to be out front mx1 two this year um, so it's worked for you, but like so many of these parents, like, oh, you know, junior career, junior career, but it, yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't give you the support that you need. Nah, it's not, you know, America, them kids are making more money than anyone yeah. is in Australia on 85s, but a select few are. I don't think yeah. everybody is, but not anymore. Maybe there was a few back in the day, but it's only like, yeah, like Jet Reynolds or Ryder D or something yeah, like those that. Guys are they would be on big money still, but, uh, yeah, it's in Australia. It's not a massive thing. Now, a lot of my toughest competitors um, before and even now are people that weren't that great in juniors. Mm-hmm. I feel like the people that are really good in juniors, they lose that spark. Like, they don't they don't want it anymore because everything comes easy to them. I don't know if it's they don't want it, but I, I have a... There's two things. There's that everyone says this where you only have so many good years and if you get pushed too hard too soon you burn out yeah. going into pros. I think the other one is, I don't know what your opinion on this is, right? You know, as a junior yourself, you would have raced from the front a lot. Mm. Yeah. Whole shot, you run up front, local level, state level, national level, you're always up the front, right? Towards the end of juniors, yeah. Um, the exceptional juniors, they'd pretty much always see a clear track mm. all the way through. Yeah. You know yourself, when you get to a pro level, then you have to learn to ride in traffic, you have to learn to ride through roost and through everything all that, yeah and i think it really affects a lot of people's confidence when they've never had to deal with yeah for sure you know that side of racing yeah um and then all of a sudden they're in 10th yeah. getting smashed and they don't really know how to deal with it that's just one opinion i've got i i believe in that for sure and that's uh that's where dad's always put me in uh like higher level classes if possible you know yep. sneak into a senior race when i'm 13 and stuff like that <laughs> so whatever you gotta do off the record that is nah, but, it never uh, happened yeah yeah never happened. but yep. um i've always been able to lose you know yeah. i hate it and i work so hard until i don't lose again but um i know how to bounce back whereas what you're saying is some people don't once they lose it it really gets to them yeah and i think it's and it's so easy to get into a mindset of you know what the sport's like if you're feeling like you, you're obviously a very mentally strong individual yeah. to achieve what you've achieved yeah. and you're composed under pressure and it doesn't seem to, you know, anxiety, race yeah. day, it doesn't fluster you too much, yeah. but not everyone's that level, you know, and yeah. if it starts rolling bad quickly, it's yeah. very hard to bring it back. Yeah, you know? well, yeah, some people are just crazy talented in Australia and as soon as they get on the start gate, everything goes out the window. Yep. Practice day, they'll smoke everyone. Whereas me, like, I'm not that flash on a practice day, but I get to the race and, like, I'm not it's go every time. time. Like, yeah. you know, I perform. Yeah. Right? 
I do my job. It's not a bad way to be though. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd rather be good on race day. Yeah, than no, you make your money. Day. I mean, Cooper Webb is the same from what I hear. He's not exactly yeah, a yeah, for sure. Practice you know, track hero comes down to it. He just gets it done. That's the way you want to be. Yeah, straight up. That's what yeah. gets you money. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, it's cool. And I mean, like I said, you had a you had a really good transition, and and I've been around the sport long enough now to know the trajectory of like, you know, you go to senior you you do well and you keep progressing through the ranks and and your career's on the right path um yeah. obviously there's a lot of things that have got to go right but um you know it's 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 cool to see where you're at and the potential it has been as young as you are but um so let's bring it back to you know obviously 21 i keep having to check my brain as to what year oh, it is don't worry, so do I. um 2021 you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, where do you see yourself finishing in MX1? But, um, oh, it's fine. You got to um, ask the question. Oh, where do you see yourself finishing in MX1? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Like, realistically, I believe I can be a top five guy. Yeah. And then, you know, that's just where you set it. And then if you do better, great. You know, but if yeah, not, I, then that I, would be where I would like to be. I genuinely believe you're a podium guy. Like, hit my opinion on your year, you're going to win some races. And you'll be you'll be in contention. You've got obviously experienced guys like Toddy and Cloudy, and yeah. and and there's plenty of others I haven't mentioned that will you know have a lot more experience. I think that's what it will come down to mm. is if I can pull it together for a whole season. You know, like I do have speed. People have seen like my raw speed is really good, but I have to be able to put that together for every moto of every race day throughout the whole year, mistake free, injury free. Um, I've got to be good off the start straight away. Yep. Everything has to come together. Whereas people, you know, write these older guys off, but they've done it before. They, the pressure doesn't get to them. They can perform on race day yeah. every time. Yeah. Todd's been probably racing as long as you've been alive nearly at this yeah. point. Like, yeah, you sure. know, um, and yeah, you look at like, say your 2019 battle, like you had Max Purvis, yeah. You know, and, and he kept you pretty honest. Um Bloody oath he did. You know, he was yep. he's pretty wild and he's yeah. fast. Um but the, you know, that um you you're probably gonna have five or six purposes as far well he's racing MX one this year, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I seen <laughs> I was like uh going from under nineteens, had to race this wild Kiwi. Yeah, and I was like, just, Yep, gonna go to MX one, don't have to worry about him. Right and his back purpose. There yeah. he is. The mullet's just going to be flapping still. Oh, I was just about to say, as long as I don't have to hear about that mullet, I don't give a shit. But <laughs> there it is. But he's an awesome kid. Yeah, he's a good kid. He's, he's funny ass. Yeah, he's really nice. And he is not afraid to twist that throttle. But not at all. Yeah. yeah, basically, I guess what I was getting at is it was basically you and him had separated yourself in MXD. It um, ended up being like that, yeah. We, were, we took off and it was other me and Max that was going to win and that's how it was yeah. you know it was a race for third whereas this year you're going to have a lot of guys that are going to go that speed on MX1 there's 10 dudes that can win a race it's pretty deep easy. this year isn't it in easy, MX1 easy 10 guys that can win a like you could say who's your biggest competition but realistically everyone is, is yeah. pretty fast there's, there's five five guys that like I don't care what anyone says one of them five dudes are going to win the title mm. and then there's 10 guys that are going to win a motor you know Definitely. Yeah, it's going to so, be uh, – and then the race formats are changing a little bit. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting, to be honest. There's it a is. Lot of, there's a lot of flack for how the motos are set up with, you know, there's uh, 
do 25 minute motos I believe and then some Oh it's alternating formats I should Some rounds will be back to back 13 minute motos Two 13s back to backs yeah Yeah and you know people are going to hate that as much as they can but we're not a massive sport that we can do whatever we want mm. coverage wise and whatever we need well, to cater for the fans also well, we've got TV yeah. you know which is back for 21 and it's yeah. a big deal it's and a massive thing yeah it is a massive thing and obviously the formats are trying to provide an exciting platform for that yeah um and yeah, good year for you to be stepping into MX1 with TV. You know, you'll get the lion's share of the coverage, I'd imagine. And, uh, <laughs> I hope so. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. But, you know, um, I think if you're a professional rider, you're just going to have to adapt to it. You know, you can't just cry about it and like say, oh, make it. <laughs> a lot of people again. do carry on, but. Yeah, but you got to be willing to make a change. Mm. You know, if that's going to help our sport grow, then do that. Yeah. You know, if I have to ride a 10 minute moto. I'm not going to like it, but I'll do it if it's going to make our sport grow because our sport grow, sport growing is a wider coverage, bigger sponsors, more money, mm-hmm. you know. It's a chain reaction and people are stupid if they're going to talk shit about it and get upset. So I think just roll with the punches and take it how it is. I like it. That's a solid attitude right there. <laughs> take no kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, there's a lot of people that carry on in our sport. There's a lot of prima donnas. You know, I, like I said, I don't, you know, you're young, you're 18, but I have a lot of time for you and, and I'm a fan of you as far as you're mature. You have a really great outlook on the sport and a lot of kids your age frustrate the hell out of me because they have opportunity, <laughs> they have talent yeah. and you, you know, you, whether it, when I was coaching, whether it's now I'm in the business side and I help guys out, you know, be it, trying to help them out with contracts or get them deals or whatever yeah. it is that I, I, I work with guys to help them, they either want to listen or they don't, yeah. you know, and they think they're entitled to this or that or whatever it is. And, yeah. and you know, the, the what you've outlined throughout this whole interview, I think it shows a level of maturity is going to, you know, take you pretty far, man. So it's, it's cool to see. Yeah. Um, Thank you for that. I appreciate it. That's all good. Yeah, I say it, uh, say it as it is. And I think for, for the industry, I think that's understood, you know, like yeah. you're pretty stand up with everything. So it's um, for your age, it's refreshing because you hear a lot about how everyone, young riders don't do smart things. And yeah, that's you know. uh, something of mine that I've always, always been, you know, from a third person view. I yeah. just, I watch everything. I Well, if you said your dad's the same and he's very, yeah. uh, you know, um, observes everything and figures yeah. everyone out, that, yeah. that's a trait you'll carry on with. Yeah, and it, it is. I, ever since I was little, I've been the same as that. You know, I hear things that I shouldn't actually hear and I learn things a lot faster than kids my age could it'll, possibly hear. So It'll I take you fast. far. It'll take you far. I hope so. But, um, so yeah, uh, back on the grind. Are you riding tomorrow? What are you doing? Yep. 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 Down to one thaggy. So I'm with, uh, Ross Beaton again this year on the Beaton's Pro Formula program, which has been awesome so far. I've got back up to pace reasonably quickly. Um, uh, a little bit sore at the moment, you know, <laughs> just back into that boot into camp boot grind. Camp, but, yeah. Um, definitely feeling better each time I go out on the bike and it's always good to have, Ross overseeing everything and giving you the tips here and there. And Ross is really good for, you know, obviously you can work with a, a 50 rider and teach them the fundamentals and everything. But I feel when you get to a professional level, it's always hard to just clean up the minor things yeah. because, you know, for the most part, professionals think I'm a professional. I don't need help. But, um, yeah, for me, it's really good because sometimes I just don't notice them small little things. And at this level, it's all the one percenters. Just about to say, you're chasing, you know, yeah. number one, 
Ross's program has a lot of really great riders. So yep. that environment is great for building speed and, and everything. And mm. then number two, um, like you said, it's it's those little things. That, you know, you're not going to find – I'm speaking generally. Yeah. But for you to go find three seconds a lap at the level you're at now, very difficult. Yeah, it when can you're, be tough. It yeah. can be tough when you're up to speed. You're trying to find tenths, and that comes from, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, the one percenters of technique or yeah. line choice or – you know, having someone in your corner that... Um, yeah. Oh, you might not think it's much, but over a 25-minute oh, motor, it soon adds up. And the best guys, they always surround themselves with the right people for them, I think, yeah. you know. And, um, you know, like last year you said you had uh, Todd Waters and you guys would have worked together really well being up there. And obviously yeah. that didn't work out, but Todd would have been great in your corner as well with his experience. and For sure. And, uh, you know, Ross has a great program down here. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ross is a, a no bullshit kind of guy. Says it how it is and uh, maybe rubs off on people the wrong way. But for me, it's it's perfect how it is because growing up with my dad, he says it how it is and that's how it works. So Same kind of deal, it's, yeah. It's exactly the same. And from the very first day, I worked with Ross when I was on 125s one day um, at Ride Park Vic. Yeah. And he said, go out and do some laps. I'm going to watch you and see, you know, how you go. And I went out there and I was like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. And uh, I came in and Ross was like, so how do you reckon you did? And I was like, yeah, not bad. Like, I feel pretty good. And he was like, I reckon you did shit. <laughs> and I was like, what? Well, okay. Like, man, I just, I just uh, Threw tried down. to get in contact with you so I could get a ride day in at ride park when now you're having a go at me yeah and dad was like huh, i like you already <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we went out there and we worked on some shit and i pulled eight seconds on my lap time wow so from then on it's yeah i've pretty well worked with ross ever since then that would have been like 2018 or 17 so yeah, yeah it would have been, been a really big help that's mm. uh, um so you're gonna be down here the whole series yeah i am yeah yeah. I guess you can't really go home with the risk of yeah. waters, right? Uh, even still, I, I planned on being here for the year. Yeah, okay. You know, I wanted to – I was here for day one of boot camp pretty well, so I want to be the best I can possibly be. I yeah. don't want to miss anything, you know. Cool. I mean, you're in a really good spot down here. In, well, obviously, we're not in Gippsland right here, but where you're based between, you know, PBI – Want Daggy, the other tracks in that area that yeah. you guys have access to, like the weather's, it gets cold and wet in winter, but you can still ride. Yeah. You got Rosebud down the road, which yeah. I'm sure you're a fan of coming from WA. Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, I bet you love that. I joint. love that place. Yeah, that's, um, <laughs> well, that's not far from where I live. So, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Okay. Um, I'd get down there more, but it's too rough for me now. It's way too it's hard to ride. It's rough, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. yeah, I really enjoy that place. And I don't like changing clutches or tires either. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, fuck. Shouldn't yeah. have to change a tire. It's just powder. Oh, it depends. When it rains, it gets pretty, uh, pretty heavy. You're on yeah. a paddle down there, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I only got one wheel right now, so I don't want to have to keep yeah. putting a paddle on. Oh, dude, I hate changing tires. I refuse to. Yeah, I yeah. lately I've been really lucky because Townsend um, has a close friend of his, Ryan, who's a qualified mechanic. Yeah, there and you he go. like worked at Marriotts. Oh, okay. So he's been helping me out. Like he put a clutch in my bike the other day, and he's been helping me out with tires. So. Yeah, he's so really, you got a dog <laughs> really helping me lately. Because thanks, would, man. Yeah, I'd be in a world of hurt. Just yeah, it's rough. Like, cause yeah. I know I always give Milner so much shit because like he's one of the best off-road guys in the world, and they're just a different breed. Like, yeah. changes tires, mooses, clutches. Yeah. Like he'll rebuild a bike, and oh, then like we, you know, he'll drive to the races in Queensland or wherever. 
Yeah. Sleeping is swag. Swag. Yeah. You know, there's like a perfect good hotel in town. Yeah. That he would have access to probably yeah, as like well. KDM would probably fund it. You yeah. know, I'm sure he invoices him for his travel and whatever. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Milner's, Milner's a I mean, they're just country boys. I get it. But like, yeah. you know, it's it's a different world. And I'm just oh, like, what is sure. wrong with you? Like, <laughs> if I was as good as you, maybe it's probably why I wasn't as good as him. But like, <laughs> I would not be doing yeah. what you're doing right now. Yeah. But yeah, off-road guys are hardcore. I've mm. got a lot of respect for those guys. Yeah. For sure. And our close buddy of mine, Mason Simmons, has made the switch now. And he has. Yeah, that's right. Some of this like riding and stuff that he tells me they do. It's like, wow, that's pretty full on. He, I feel like he left a bit on the table with Moto. Not, not oh, intentionally. He's I think. still been training with Ross now and he comes out and he's like running the pace and it's like, fuck. I mean, I get why he went off-road. He had his injuries. He had an opportunity to keep a, a factory ride or factory support ride yeah. and, and do off-road. So obviously you're going to take it, but yeah, he's got a God, he was so good as a junior in Moto, yeah. you know, yeah, I, sure. I, I like Mace. He's a good kid, but you know something I found out, uh, there was a little race at Wonthaggy on the weekend and I was talking to Paulie, Mason's dad. Yeah. And Mason was like 86 kilos in juniors yeah. when he was on a 125 yeah. and he's like 78 now. Really? Yeah. So he might have lost like 11 kilos He or was heavy. Like I remember him getting bad starts on the 125. Big dog. Yeah. <laughs> he was a big boy. But he used to knock kids out of the way. It was like Bowser oh, and Mario Kart. On just track, like yeah. But... Yeah, he's in super good shape right now, so mm. hopefully he has a good season. I hope so. He had a good start to the year last year before it all stopped. Yeah. But, all right, man. Well, hey, um, I'm not sure. How long have you gone for? Hour 10. Hour 10. Not bad. Well, yeah, it's been the Inside Dirt show uh, with in-studio guest Regan Duffy. Um, shout out once again to the sponsors making this show happen, Recoverate and MX Wraps. Check those guys out, recoverate.com and mxwraps.com.au for more info. And uh, with that, Regan, thanks for coming in, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was good chatting with you. Yeah, it was, man. And um, we'll see you. Uh, well, I guess you'll be walking across the street to go to Wontaggy for the first round. And uh, yeah, in yeah, I actually don't know what to do. Like, do I drive my van there? So I've got a little place to go. <laughs> what do I do? Or do I just walk there with my gear bag? I'd go home in between races. And I have a little nap and a shower. Catch up on Married at First Sight or something. Yeah, I've been getting into a bit of that. Yeah, it's not bad, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Nah, Your missus you loves it, right? I can imagine. Mine does too. Yeah, yeah. Jess is yeah. into it, so I've got to be as well. But yeah. I'm slowly catching the bug. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah. well, um, it's been, uh, yeah, Regan Duffy's episode of the Inside Dirt Show. We'll check back in with Regan, I'm sure, on the... Uh, the race um, recap shows that we've got coming up for Pro MX that we will announce soon. We've actually got some exciting new partnerships there that are coming uh, in the next couple of weeks. We'll drop those. And um, insidedirt.com.au. Make sure you guys go check out the new website. We'll have editorial content, interviews, all the podcasts will be up there. The YouTube is Inside Dirt, I believe. Is that the domain? Yep. YouTube forward slash Inside Dirt. It's a couple of bike tests on there I've done recently. Hasn't been a... Well... One from <laughs> one from November when I tested the twenty one CRF four fifty. We might. I I might know a guy. What do you think? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. yeah maybe I'll have to ask Mick. It is head is like not a fucking <laughs> chance. <laughs> uh, we'll I'm not see. letting this guy ride my bike. Um, maybe a couple of rounds in or something when I'm set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, inside the YouTube. You know, we've been building the website platform. We've been building the YouTube guys. We've got a lot of content coming this year. Uh, appreciate the support. Make sure you guys um, give us a rating on 
Spotify and iTunes really helps us become more visible. Um, share it with your friends. Share it on Instagram. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the tags. And we will be back uh, real soon with more content inside up. Thanks, guys.